it's Naomi here, and you are listening to the Power of Why podcast. You know, I really wanted to talk about why I started the show, and it was specifically to talk about experiencing the power of why on your own terms. I'm a firm believer that your dreams are planted within you for a reason. The vision, ideas, and impact that you want to have in the world aren't mere coincidences, and I interview people who embody just that. On this episode, I really love chatting with Lindsay about her purpose and how she got started in the wellness space. And you know what resonated with me most was her insights around confidence building and how she accepted and navigated, you know, walking on her own timeline. We all have our own timeline on this crazy journey called life. And sometimes we can have these wild thoughts about you know being far behind compared to others in your desire field and how that sort of inhibits you from even going for it and trying and getting started and it's something that has definitely crippled me on my path so to to dive into to chat about this subject with Lindsay was um, very uplifting and definitely um, released maybe some feelings that that I had and I and I can imagine there are a lot of people and even my peers who experience this same thing in the culture, in the current culture that we're living in. And so, you know, the big message that I'd really love to leave you with after this episode is that you walk your own path. You are on your own path. And you, you know, the thoughts, the ideas, the business, the, the conversations your message and your truth are in you for a specific reason and it's your job to figure out what that is and to share it with the world it doesn't serve anyone to to live small and to dream small so what are you waiting for i'm so far behind like what's the point in starting Uh, or you know they've already developed like a clientele or the base or why would anyone want to follow me and it's no different from like in that in that place, I didn't know what my offering was and I didn't know how I serve people. So I wasn't confident saying this is what I do. And I struggled to to post because I'm like, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I do. So then when you kind of shift into it and you see things from a different perspective of now when I look at my role models, I'm like, that's potential. Like I can I can do that. Like they're only showing me the path, but also showing me that it's possible. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 21 of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi Hailey, and today I am here uh, with Lindsay Mustard. How are you? Hi, I'm good. And yourself? <laughs> I'm doing really well. We had a bit of a, of a chat before we kind of dive into the conversation. Um, it's funny because we don't actually know each other personally. Um, our friend Maddie Hessian introduced the two of us. I think she, you know, she thought sh- that you would be a fantastic guest uh, to talk about purpose and the work and the impact that you are having in your current area in the health and wellness industry. So, uh, Lindsay is a nutritionist, a food blogger, an osteopathic, and a woman who has a love and passion for health and wellness. So, Lindsay is currently studying in. Hamilton. You work with women who are struggling with their health and wellness one-on-one by designing a plan that actually fits their needs and lifestyle. I think we have a common love for yoga and reading just by uh, (laughs) following your journey. And today I am very excited to talk to you about 
you know, the importance of incorporating small changes in your life that actually ripple into the larger impacts that you want to see. And I know this is the intention that you want to set for the conversation today. Um, and it can be applied to so many different things, right, that go beyond health and wellness. So I'd really oh, love absolutely. for you to kind of start with talking about your origin story and specifically what came before you started on this journey. Yeah. Um, so like you mentioned, my background is yoga and nutrition, and that's essentially what first got me into it. Um, originally, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur, but I started on the unhealthy side of things. I was doing, I was decorating wedding cakes when I was about 14 years old, and I've always had this creative element or creative drive. And I kind of switched gears in the middle of high school, around like grade 11-ish. Uh, I got badly bullied, and then I decided that yoga was going to be an outlet. So I took my uh, yoga teacher training in grade 12. And then after that summer, went off to Nicaragua, did some additional training. And I came back and I was like, okay, there's an element missing. So I did the whole personal trainer thing and strength coach thing. And I liked it. And then I realized that I still had a driving passion for nutrition. Um, so I went to the Academy of Culinary Nutrition, in which is more geared towards teaching workshops and, um, and helping people meal prepping and cook. And it was fantastic. But then I wanted something bigger. And that's when holistic nutrition fell into place. And I, I went yeah. to school in Ottawa. Okay. And then I, I took about a year, year and a half to build a practice. And then I was still like, something is missing. And, uh, and that's what landed me in osteopathy. Um, and it's that last pillar of health. Uh, that I've kind of found and, and tied together, and now I'm deeply infatuated with it. Um, but that's my my origin story started when I had health issues of my own, um, and those all stemmed from eating disorders, and it was more lack of confidence and lack mm. of um, just like self-esteem in general, and it's been the driving force of my practice today. Um, I work with a select few number of men, but the majority of my practice mm. is females because that's where my heart lies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's been nothing but, uh, but fun and adventure um, and a lot of passion-filled uh, late-night sessions of working and just building um, what I hope to be uh, a program and uh, an offering that affects thousands and thousands of people so that they never have to go through what I did. Yeah, and it, it's, it's crazy, but these journeys where you are able to kind of tap into what knows sets your soul on fire and the stuff that you are meant to be working on oftentimes stem and come from a moment of pain and, and it can be beyond a moment. Right. But I think that feeling that you had and what you were going through at that point in your journey was the thing that led you to find how you can support people and how you can serve others um, around this specific thing. Right. Um, Oh, absolutely. And and I talk a lot about like the two words, what if, and uh, yeah. the most dangerous few words paired together. But I think about everything that I've kind of gone through in the last five years. And if they didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, you know, as, as painful as some of those, like those moments and those experiences were and memories that I'm like, ah, I kind of wish I skipped high school altogether. Um, mm-hmm. If it didn't happen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had, experienced the growth. And I met the people that, uh, that I have today and we wouldn't right. be talking. That's, that's a right. pretty big thing, but definitely experiences shape us, but it's not, it's not set in stone. It's more of just what can you take from, from the learning opportunity and how can you grow and develop from there? 
I love that. And it's, and it's the truth. And it's hard to see in the moment. It's very when you're in it and it's chaotic and you don't have like full grasp on how to get out of that place. But mm-hmm. I think in hindsight, right, when you kind of string together all of those pieces to what was the turning point, it's pretty inspirational, right? So I think sharing your testimony, sharing, you know, where you've been and how you got to this place also helps people too, right? Um, I think in our stories, it's where people see. So you mentioned that last pillar of health that was missing. What does that mean? And this is what you're doing right now, correct? Yeah. So I'm studying to be an osteopathic practitioner at uh, the Canadian Academy in Hamilton. And it was was that last element. So I found that when I was a yoga teacher and personal trainer, I was, I was very easily replaceable. Like it was, it was great. It fulfilled um, a need and a passion for working with individuals because I thrive working one-on-one, but more group setting. But I noticed that I was having an effect on them for maybe one hour of the day, which was great, but it wasn't a long enough lasting effect. And then I said, okay, so what's the next step for me? And I've always had this passion around food. Like I was making my dad oatmeal bowls in high school and I would always take a picture and post them on Instagram. So that was like five years ago. And then I found that after practicing for nutrition, I was like, there's, I want to work with more people in a more in-depth way because as much as people have the awareness and they, and they know what they need to do to get healthy. It's more of they don't do it or they, they wait until it's too late. But I find that when, unless people come to me and they have a specific goal and they are driven. And if I ask them, I'm like, what is your commitment level to working with me on a scale of one to 10? And if they're not a resounding nine or 10 and fired up and ready to go, I won't take them on as a client because mm-hmm. I know that the, the commitment level and the and what they're going to bring to the table isn't their, isn't, I guess the, what's the word that I'm looking for? Isn't the most that they have to offer because I, I only want to work with people on the same, same level of being like, mm-hmm. I'm as committed as you are. Right. Um, but I find that when it comes to nutrition, it's the element that people are like, Oh, I'll, I'll start next week or I'll start later. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know that if I'm helping people who are in pain, who have chronic illnesses and lesions and they, it's impairing them from doing sports or maybe running around the backyard with their kids more like fundamental movements that I'm going to have a larger effect on their life and it's again that last pillar that I want to offer them is to make sure that they're sound physically mentally and emotionally and the emotional component can also be tied through food as well because one part that I cover in my practice is emotional eating yeah Um, and I work with a bulk like a a bulk of my clientele does struggle with body image dysmorphia and binge eating and anorexia it's it's all there okay so that's the last pillar <laughs> mm-hmm, that was missing that you it fell into place right and so yeah. what is the oh, go ahead <laughs> I, so I was going through your website and you have a section around food philosophy which was fascinating um yeah I'd really love for you to tell us the story behind your current health and wellness philosophy and what that means to you yeah. My, so my health and wellness philosophy and my food philosophy is exactly like building a business. I want sustainability and I want something that I can maintain long-term. So I'm, I'm not looking for those, those waves and those peaks of either being on a diet and then not being off a diet and being quote unquote good and then bad and just feeling like you're fighting yourself with food. And so when I approach food, I'm always looking for 
what can I maintain regardless of what city I'm in, if I'm traveling, if I'm at someone's house for dinner, and it needs to be these principal like foundations or not even rules, but just guidelines or suggestions so that people can take all of the tools and the offerings that I'm giving them and implement them anywhere. So I hate using the word diet um, because I find that so often we we don't have a like a weight loss problem we have a weight regain problem and when people come to work with me and i'm like okay so what if like what have you tried in the past what worked for you what didn't they begin to list off all of these diets and they're like oh it worked for me for an extent and then i kind of argue with them because i'm like no it didn't because it you're yeah. here now and right. it wasn't sustainable yeah. right so i I want, when, when people come to me, I only want to work with them for a certain length of time because they're like, okay, I get it now. Like I don't have to find another resource and they might find more information out there. You know, they might find keto and they might find intermittent fasting and they might explore those principles, but we've gotten them onto whole foods and we've gotten them to a sound place mentally where they feel like empowered and they feel confident to go out to breakfast and they know what substitutions to make and, and foods to give them more energy so that they're not falling into that loop of oh, okay, it's the weekend, I can have whatever I want, I'll start again on Monday. Because that's, it's just not sustainable. And so, I really like that word, sustainable, and you said it's similar to kind of the way you would build up a business. I think oh, absolutely. this long-term thinking um, is incredibly important if you do want to see those changes in your life. I, th I thought it was interesting because mm -hmm. I recently... Um, I recently got a personal trainer because I, I wasn't prioritizing and that's the word that yeah. I'm, I'm starting to use going to the gym and exercising. So I'm, I know I'm hypermobile. So I, I, I this is, I'm, I don't struggle with yeah. exercise. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I guess it was being consistent and I would go and mm -hmm. then as soon as you miss like two or three days of that cycle, you're in a rhythm, it kind of like the whole thing falls off and it's tough to, to get back into it so I found it very helpful to right now I think the reason that he took me on was for the same reason that you just mentioned it's like how committed are you to this because you know mm -hmm. we can work together but you're the one that's going to be doing all of the work right and so yeah. I think having that vision in mind as you mentioned like you know what are you trying to achieve is this a lifestyle that you want to adopt now and if that's the case, I think it's so much easier to, to help people help themselves. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think like personal trainers are incredible. They're your best friend and <laughs> they are, they hold you accountable. And, right. you know, especially those days where you're like, I don't really want to go to the gym or I don't want to do anything. They're there and they show up and you can't, you, you know, going into it that they're going to give you whatever energy or motivation that you need to help get right. you through. But at the end of that session, you leave so fulfilled and so proud of yourself true. But another thing too is like when we talk about sustainability um if there's days where like i'm doubting myself and i'm like oh crap like i you know maybe maybe i haven't been or i'm not as confident with um like lifts that i've been making at the gym or you know i feel like i haven't been making progress and things like that i'll look back at pictures or i'll look back at you know how much i was deadlifting or how much i was squatting a couple years ago and then I almost have to like hit myself in the head and be like Lindsay like you've come so far yeah but it's it's if we're looking at it from like one week to the next you can see minor change but it's also like how you look at the bigger picture and saying okay like I might not be bench pressing the weight that I want to but three years ago I didn't even know what a bench press was so right. it's cool when you look at it from that like sliding scale too but it's it's all about sustainability and and building on it over time and 
it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning is like, what do you want to leave people with? And it's the small things over time, weight training. It's, it's adding the two and a half plates or the five plates at a time. It's not making 45, 50, hundred pound jumps. It's the small things because you get so strong, so steadily and gradually that you can maintain it. Yeah. And I completely agree. So earlier you mentioned like you like to work with people for um, a specific amount of time. And by the end of it, you've kind of passed along the knowledge that you have uh, to them. And now they're excited to excited or like they have excitement around food and they know the things that they need to be putting in, into their bodies. It's going to vary from person to person oh. also. Right. Absolutely. And it, and it depends too, you know, male, female, what their activity levels are, what they do for work, um, food allergies, uh, lifestyle, but also if they're vegetarian or vegan or what their preferences are. So yeah, it definitely varies. But um, when I work with a client, it's at least for six months and then it can stem upwards to like a year or two years, depending on what their goals are. But I think the most, the most fun I have with clients is when I get to celebrate things like birthdays with them. Yeah. And I get to send them recipes for, you know, long weekend barbecues. And I, I send them challenges like, okay, I'd like you to cook for you and three friends dinner one night. Here's, you know, create a menu template, create your shopping list, and then we're going to review it during your session. But this is, again, just like the stepping stone so that when they go to those Christmas dinners or those family events, they feel prepared. But what I, what I love the most about working with clients is that over time you get to know them so, so well. And uh, because I get to see them on social media and we have text message check-ins or text message check-ins um, and we talk at least once a month, uh, you become really close friends because you know every nitty gritty, like nitty itty gritty detail yeah. of their life. Um, it's and it's like, this, yeah. And it's the, the small things that you get to celebrate with them that I think are so much fun. Um, like I have one, one client who just got a puppy. So I sent him a little toy in the mail for, um, I forget the type. It's a Belize, I think is what it called. It's what it's called. And then mm. like another client who's, uh, she's uh, in a wedding and then another client who just, uh, just bought a house. So it's, it's getting to celebrate those milestones with them and to kind of like reward them and gift them and say like, I'm so excited for you, but to be a part of that. Um, and then the best part is when they, when they're like, okay, I think like, I think I'm ready. And you take mm. off the training meals and you're like, okay, here you go. Yeah. Um, and then they just fall into like being a really, really great friend. Wow. I love that. The relationship aspect of it is so important because at the end of the day, that's what, yeah. that's what all of this is, right? You have a value offering. You have this set of knowledge that you've gained, um, along your journey and you're going to school for it. And to be able to impart that and help others realize that they can do this too is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I can't imagine yeah. that feeling. Yeah. It's, um, it's rewarding, refilling. And I think you can definitely appreciate this being an entrepreneur because what we have those roller coaster moments of emotions and we're like, why are we doing this again? And right. sometimes it's that one client call where they thank you at the end and they're like, I don't know where I'd be without you. That you're mm. like, this is my this why. Is why. This is why I do. Why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm curious, what do your days kind of look like now? As someone who's building a business, you're studying, um, you're involved with different projects, and you have so many clients. Um, is there anything that you do specifically that that helps you with with aligning your day? Whether that's different habits that you have set throughout the day, or um, what you do first thing when you wake up. 
Yeah. Um, first thing when I wake up, I usually am up and I'm scheduling my day out in my calendar. So I have, um, what my business coach just had me do every Monday for the last couple of years is do what's called a CEO date. And I sit down with my business and I look at the three big projects I'm working on this week, whether it's um, developing new protocols, whether it's building, um, we're right in the midst of building like an academy at the moment, um, and a couple cleanses and um, group coaching programs. So we're, I kind of look at that whole span. I'll do my CEO date. I'll go downstairs and I'll make coffee. And I usually study um, for the bulk of my mornings. But anytime that I'm doing either like studying sessions, my phone is always off. It's on airplane mode. No one can really reach me until 12 o'clock or one o'clock most days. Okay. Uh, So usually, yeah, usually it's a CEO date. Usually it's studying. And then from there, I like to do deep dive work where I work for about 50 seconds or sorry, 50 minutes on. 50 seconds. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Hour (laughs) work. Yeah. Oh no. Like, could you imagine though? Like 50 <laughs> seconds on like Instagram, uh, Instagram caption go. Yeah. That'd be a good challenge. Uh, but I do deep dive work. So no distractions. I might have some music on. My diffusers are always on beside me. Uh, and then I'll take mini breaks sprinkled out throughout the day. Uh, but besides that, big things that I found for me, especially because I'm in school full-time as well and trying to build a business full-time without burning out. Uh, I set very strict rules in terms of when I'm on my phone, when I'm allowed to use social media. Uh, I've even gone as far to move my apps into a folder on the very last page. So I have to swipe four times to get to them. So then I convince myself not to go on it. Um, And then the other thing I do is I live out of my calendar my calendar and a planner. And I, if it's not on my, my big to-do list for the day, I, I won't add to it. So it's just making sure that I'm staying focused on the, the big the big pieces and big chunks that are going to move both my business and my studying sessions forward um, the most. It's not about getting more done in the day. It's about focusing on the big tasks because that's essentially going to be pivotal for your business, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm trying to think of what else I infuse. Besides that, I like I make sure that I have a balance between work and school and personal life, and I have my dates with all of my friends in Ottawa already planned out for the month of July, and I make sure that I have that time with them, but my workouts are also scheduled in there because I know I need that break in the middle of the day, uh, but for the most part, it's more about you know really deep diving and just being laser focused on the big things. Um, and instead of having running to-do lists where you think it's important that you get everything done on it, because um, it's not... Yeah, this prioritization is incredibly important. Knowing the right things to focus on is incredibly important. And I think like those things are not as clear at the beginning, right? And that's okay too. Um, but not I, at all. <clears throat> right? And it can be because at the beginning you don't necessarily, when it comes to your inputs and the activities that you're doing and whatever the expected outcomes are, like if you look at it in a logic model, type of template um sometimes it's hard to identify which inputs like the resources the time invested are actually leading towards the thing that's pushing the needle right but i think when you give yourself the room to test things out and see what works i'm sure Lindsay, the the schedule that you have set for yourself and the way that you go about um doing things in your business when it comes to studying when it comes to health and wellness did not look like the way it did to, the way it does today four or five years ago, right? Because you're learning yourself, you're learning, you're yeah. learning yourself, you're learning what works, you're learning when during the day you're most productive to study. Like 
all of these things take time, right? So, um, mm-hmm. but I, I like how you schedule stuff in and the way you look at to-do lists is well. incredible. Yeah. A good rule of thumb that I have is if it's not in my schedule, it usually doesn't get done. And I'll change it as the day goes if, say, a project takes me a little bit longer. But I, when I first started, and actually, I can go not even four or five years ago. I'm thinking maybe two years ago when I first started school. I was the most distracted student you have ever seen. Um, <laughs> and I would study for, yeah, I would like study for a couple hours a day. And my muscular skeletal knowledge was not there. You could ask me attachment points for muscles and I would blank. Um, now it's very, like very set in stone and crystal clear. If I have a contained environment, I'm like, this is my, I'm in my office. I'm studying, right. please don't bother me. Yeah. Um, but it's taken a while to figure out how you study best. You know, what do you need a routine? Do you need something to help you get into that? that state of like flow where you can just soak up the information. But I find that the biggest thing I had to work through, especially when I first was trying to balance school and work was not getting distracted by the shiny things of being like, Ooh, I should do this or Ooh, social media and starting to get myself off track. But I find that the more, the more rules I have set in place. I'm a lot stricter with my study schedule than I am with my diet. I'm like, no social media, no other tabs open, only relaxing music. So it's those things that are kind of the the key components or um, the necessary elements that I need when I'm trying to be focused and making sure that I'm having the biggest effect that's going to lead to the most amount of growth. I love the way these, like the stuff that you're working on all serve each other it's crazy because you're 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 yeah so when even when you're studying that serves obviously your business that serves your clients that serves the way that you promote your business as well um because i think what's fascinating and you guys have to follow Lindsay on instagram i'll have all of the details in the show notes (laughs) but um like the way that you present and talk about food and talk about nutrition it comes from a very informative perspective and I'm assuming this is stuff that you, because it's your passion, because it's your interest, you're always reading about it. Um, But it's stuff that you're studying too. Mm -hmm. So I love how everything intermingles, your study, your business, and um, just your focus on health and wellness. That's that's amazing. And I I get that compliment a lot too, because everyone's like, oh, I've never, they either haven't heard of osteopathy or they know exactly what it is and they're like that's an amazing combination um but i when i think about nutrition and they use the turtle the, sorry the title holistic in front of it that's what i think about when i think of all of those pillars um you know offering you no know, strength and personal training and nutrition and aromatherapy and osteopathy i want it to be this all-encompassing thing and it pretty much feeds each other because when I'm working, I'm studying. And when I'm studying, I'm working because yeah. every time I sit down and I, and I might be having, I might be learning about the nervous system or, you know, I could be learning about some viscera and organs. It's all information that I can share with clients when yeah. they're struggling with a certain ailment like IBS, right? We can talk about, you know, food sensitivities and tolerances and maybe some mechanical issues that they're having, but mm-hmm. it, it's all this beautiful like web that just kind of moves together. And it's, it's put me in the position where I can work with companies because now they're looking for someone to deliver more than nutrition or more than just personal training. And it's beautiful because then you get to see the synergy between everything. Yeah. And it's not, it's not so segmental. It's mm-hmm. like this huge umbrella and everyone feels like they're covered. Yeah. Do you feel aligned? 
and what you're oh, working on right now? I love it. I, mm -hmm. uh, when I first started, I didn't quite know because my, in my head, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I, I really want to build my business full time, but I knew that what I was doing then wasn't sustainable. And now I, my business is crystal clear to me. There's so many moving elements, but that's what keeps me so excited um, and invested into it. And it's what will keep me up late at night working on it and get me up at 4.30 to start on it. But it's, I've never felt so in love and excited about what's to come and what I'm learning about. Because again, this comes back to like the power of why. And my why is to be in service somehow whether that be I'm helping people with nutrition or fitness and like osteopathy, whether they're in pain, whatever it is, I'm here to be of service. And essentially every time I'm studying, I'm only furthering my opportunity to do so. When you're able to, this is why I started the podcast, right? Because I think when you mm -hmm. do have that North Star and like I get shivers even talking about it because I know what you're, I understand what you're, what you're saying and your ability and your love to serve people. When you're in alignment, it's it's so powerful. I'd love for you to talk about how important you think it think it is to be clear on your value prop and what you have to offer. You know, when you first started out, how did you think about your business and how did you think about the way that you wanted to approach holistic nutrition? Yeah, um, when I so I'll be I'll be super truthful. Uh, when I first started my business, I did didn't have a ton of confidence because a big thing for me was my age and being what like one of the youngest in my field and I had this um, I guess like this this mentality around people wouldn't take me seriously because they didn't think I knew too much so, or knew as much as other practitioners or other graduates who might have the same credentials as me right so when I first started I was like okay I am going to pour everything and I'm going to learn everything <laughs> and I'm going to show them how much I have to offer right. and then when I got to the conversation of being like, okay, what, what is it that you do? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm a nutritionist and I would end it there. But um, now when someone comes on, I'm like, I hope you know that nutrition is like the little piece of what we're going to be doing when we're working together because it's so much more than that. It's habits, it's routines, it's, men it's their mentality, it's their emotional state There's and their lifestyle, right? You're looking at a big global picture. But when I first started, I didn't really know what I offered them. So I was kind of you know, like quiet and nervous and I wasn't confident in what I was charging because I'm like, I don't know if they're getting that much out of it. And now right. it's, it's crystal clear in the sense of I know what I bring to the table and I know yeah. that I bring a heck of a lot. The clients also bring far more than I do because as much as they're learning from me, it goes both ways. Right. And the questions that they're asking and, and what they're looking for only continues to fuel me and say, okay, like this is for example, they shop at Costco. They need a grocery shopping guide for Costco so that they feel confident about what foods they're putting in their cart because they can feed their entire family with delicious, healthy, nutritious foods at a fraction of the cost and feel good about it and stay on track with their health goals. Um, so it's things like that. But it's more of if I, if I didn't have this like crystal clear sense of what I can offer them and how I can help them, I'll step back and I'll say, what is it costing them either to not work with me or what is it costing them to continue living the lifestyle that they are? And then I think back to all of the changes that we're going to be implementing together. And I remind myself of how much power is in that. And I'm yeah. like, this is why I want to work with you. And this is what I can bring to the table. And I, right. I piece it together and I offer it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it took some time to develop that value proposition around. Yeah. And it, and it will take time. Right. But 
I think it does, the path does become more clear and the way you want to approach your business becomes more clear as you go along doing it. And you said you mentioned earlier that you have a coach as well. Mm-hmm. So my, my nutrition clients know this. I'm like, I'm their coach. Fantastic. I'm also a good friend of theirs too. So it's, it's amazing when I get to, to work with them, but I also have my own business coach and uh, I wish I could say that she's like a best friend. She's a really good friend, but she, she has awesome boundaries where she's like, I am your coach. And then you will be my friend once you're through kind of thing. And it's <laughs> okay. good because she keeps me on my toes and she makes sure that I'm staying laser, laser focused. But um, my business coach was the, the, she essentially was the pivotal moment of when my business changed. And I started seeing not what I was doing wrong, but where I could improve and where I needed to shift my focus and attention. She saved me hours and hours of working on projects that I don't need, but also has helped me uh, develop a, like a concrete sense of confidence when it comes to my business and making sure that I'm moving in the direction that I want to when I graduate so that we can be in full functioning mode. But um, I have my own coach and it's no different than a health coach and no different from a fitness coach. It's someone that I'm accountable to that I'm showing up with. And um, I have a mastermind group that I'm a part of as well. And I if I don't you. have my homework done, yeah. it shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love and that you I think said that, Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was going to say the the best part too about it is it's all females. And it's one of the things that I love about your podcast and I love about you and I love about my business uh, coach and my team is it's females supporting females, especially in a a world or in sometimes like societies where it's competition versus Mm -hmm. collaboration. Right. Um, And I I love it. Some of my dearest friends are in that that program and we're only pushing each other because we know we're capable of more. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I love that. Like I live by this, you know, collaboration over competition. And I think, and it's comes from an abundance mindset. I think where competition kind of comes into play is if you believe that there is limited room for people to be at their best or to reach their full potential as if somebody else's success takes away from yours when it doesn't, there's room for all of us to be great and realize that. I think these mastermind groups are fantastic being able to support other people and have them also hold you accountable and we can all learn from each other. There's incredible learnings to be had from our peers and people who are going through kind of the same journey as us, but also the people who have done it before and can guide you in the way that your coach is guiding you. I 100% agree because the there's so much competition in the field. And I think that when I, when I first started and I would look at some like role models and nutrition mentors that I had, or even people on Instagram who had quote unquote more followers than me. I, this was back a couple of years ago. So like, I apologize, but um, <laughs> I would look at it and I was like, I'm so far behind. Like what's the point in starting yeah. or, you know, yeah. they've already developed like a clientele or the base or why would anyone want to follow me? And it's no different from like in that, in that place, I didn't know what my offering was and I didn't know how I served people. So I wasn't confident saying this is what I do. And I struggled to, to post because I'm like, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I do. So then when you kind of shift into it and you see things from a different perspective of now, when I look at my role models, I'm like, that's potential. Like I can, I can do that. Like they're only showing me the path, but also showing me that it's possible. So the possible path, I guess, is a good way of saying it. But the other thing that I, I think I step back and I, and I look at is if there's ever a point where I get like jealous or frustrated or I'm like, they already did it, I, I look at it and say it, there's an element or there's something in that person that I, 
I like and that I wish that I portrayed more of um, or that I was doing. So it's, it's things like that too. But um, there's one other point I wanted to mention and it's the, oh, I was going to save this for later, but I guess I'll drop the, the I guess the golden nugget that I was kind of saving. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you talk about like your power of why, I think of yeah. my, I would do it anyways. And it's the, I would do it regardless of the number of followers I had or regardless of whether it was paid or free work. Mm -hmm. I would do it regardless of whether I'm tired. And that has to be kind of your, your driving force of, for me, it doesn't matter how many, how many clients I have or how many followers I have or how many people are reading a blog post. Like I would do it anyways, because I know that I'll be touching at least one person and they yeah. might not comment and they might not like the post or whatnot, but yeah. you're helping them in some way. And yeah. years from now. They'll be like, it was you that inspired or it was you that helped me or, you know, I saw your post on the crappiest of crappy days that I could be possibly having. And, you know, I was really stuck in a dark place and you shed some light and thank you, right? Mm -hmm. It's those, I would do it anyways, regardless if or of. That's incredible. And when you see it from the perspective of, of that, what you just mentioned, that example. I remember when I used to be very hesitant posting about the stuff that I currently post about. Um, and it was always around, I, I, I don't know what other people are going to think. Like, it was, it was a lot of judgment, fear, like fears around judgment. In those moments where you have people that you don't even know reach out to you and say that one piece of content or that one thing that you said actually led me to doing this and at that point I was like just stop being selfish about it it's bigger than you I think when you're able to share your story and the stuff that has helped you along your journey as well there there are likely most likely other people who are going through the same things and have the same types of struggles, right? So I think as soon as I released myself as being the center or I'm nervous about what other people are going to think, I just focus now on what if this could be the piece of content that does help someone, right? And that completely removes um, my ability to hold back because it's not about me. It's never, it's never about us, right? So when you're mm -hmm. out here and you are serving people through your business and you're helping your clients. It's not about you. And I think, um, I think you do realize that as well. Eh? Yes. And you're brilliant. I, I have a sticky note beside me and I had to jot down a couple bullet points because if I didn't write them down, I wouldn't remember them. And I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. Like it, it is never about us. Uh, and if I think about if I think about some of my posts that do the best, it's not the ones that are like covered in chocolate or, you know, like a two ingredient brownie recipe. It's the ones that I'm being super like vulnerable in and giving information that I'm almost embarrassed or I'm shy to post. And if you, if you go back through my Instagram account over the last three years or so, it would be very like shallow posts that I'd be, that I'd be making. And now they're, now they're a lot more recipe oriented, but they're also a lot more personal and those are the posts that people love the most because they show that you're human they show that you make mistakes they show that you also have the same struggles but I thought about it from the perspective of you know who, who am I to post this information or, or who am I to you know try to offer this advice and then I'm like who am I not to because yeah. if I backtrack and I think about like where some of my idols and my role models if if my business coach for example didn't offer the information that she did 
I probably wouldn't be in business. I would probably go and get like, a full-time job and not be pursuing my passion. So I think about it from that perspective of it's so crucial and it's important and it's a fundamental piece of information that I need to be providing people so that they can reap the benefits of it. But the other, the other challenge that I, like, I faced a couple years ago was I was almost embarrassed to post the content because I was wondering what my partner would think about it or what my friends would think about it. Yeah. And then it goes back to that, that mindset of, well, those who, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're always going to be one of your fundamental pillars who support you regardless. And now when I post any content, I'm not thinking about who's seeing it. I'm thinking, or sorry, Yes, I want to say that. Um, I'm not thinking about who's seeing it. I'm thinking about who I'm designing it for. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about that one girl who is, you know, really being hard on herself because she just broke up with her boyfriend. She has no confidence in herself, no sense of, like self-esteem. She's not taking care of herself. She's burnt out. And she's like, like, what is the point of this? Like, what is the point of life? Like, what am I doing? Right. And she needs someone to remind her of her power and her potential and all that she has to offer and that she's literally the most perfect thing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's why we share, right? Yeah, that is exactly why we share. Thank you. You know, for the last two questions of the podcast, I'd really love for you to share like a resource that has been really pivotal on your journey, whether it's a book, a person, like you mentioned your coach being very pivotal during that time. Um, well, if you could delve in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, actually, that's who I had written down is, um, is my coach. Uh, like I said, she's a, a dear friend, um, but she's also a, a role model and a mentor of mine. She's one of the, the hardest working females that I know. Um, if you don't know Rachel Cook, it's R-A-C-H-E-A-L <laughs> and then Cook Like Chef. She's incredible, but she's, uh, she's a mom. She's a female entrepreneur, but her, her entire community is also all females. And yeah. so when I'm in their masterminds, it's, it's amazing because you, you pretty much just like radiate off of this energy that everyone offers and everyone's pushing and feeding themselves. And I was just on a, uh, a CEO retreat with her and about 22 other ladies. And it was incredible to, to see, you know, where patient, people's passions lie yeah. and how fired up and fueled that they got just planning out how they're going to execute their next quarter so that they can deliver and they can feed information to their audience so that they can help grow. But Rachel, I started working with, I guess, two years ago. First one was in a course and I worked through that and I had some Q&A sessions with her, which was great. And then this year we we deep dived into a, a mastermind. So I'm working with about five girls and Rachel and I get to talk to her every other week. Um, and I get a, what's called a hot seat. So I can mastermind in our group for about 30 minutes. And that, that session is invaluable to me. Um, so <laughs> thankfully my calendars have lined up. So, uh, so we basically go through updates for our business and then Rachel, her, oh my gosh, she is a wealth of knowledge and of just business of systems and you know, how you should be organizing or how you should be planning out this launch or how you should be setting up like sales pages, things like that. She's just, okay. she is a foundation. Like a, of, what's the word a fountain of knowledge mm-hmm. so we we go through and we brainstorm the other thing that I like too is I'm I'm one of the younger ones in the group which is great because I can learn from what everyone else is saying because mm-hmm. they're like I tried this didn't work I pivoted I tried this and then I can go directly to whatever action they took yeah but uh, it's about an hour and a half of collaborating with my main girls which is awesome uh, and then from there we have implementation uh, 
essentially projects that we're doing over the next number of months. And then quarterly CEO retreats where we get to actually sit down for an entire day together and we're all planning out our own businesses, but we're all working together to support each other to make sure that we're on track and we're moving our business forward in the, the fastest, but also the most sustainable manner. Mm -hmm. And I love how throughout this conversation, you've really highlighted the importance of working with coaches. Because I think, um, mm -hmm. like, even in conversation with um, some other folks, they don't, they don't understand. They're like, oh, I could just learn it on my own. I'm like, but how much time, for me, I was that person, right? But I reached a point mm -hmm. where I was like, but how much time am I willing to spend on this? Like, there are folk, there are um, things that, I need to focus on that are surrounded around my strengths. And so I've been able to just honestly sit down and get real around uh, my time. And I think I value my time more than my money now. So, and I, I was talking to my personal trainer, I was saying, you know, the reason that I decided to work with you is because I know you have this knowledge. Um, you've been doing this for so many years. And to be able to work with you in that distilled manner brings me more value than I could have ever done research on on my own. Yes, having this, you know, desire to get to work is really important, but also realizing that there are incredible opportunities in paying the experts to help you because it will save you time. Like that's the stuff that they've been working on for years. So there's so much that can, there's so much value exchange in that, right? So I, I think like focus on what you do best and hire out the rest if you can. I, I totally agree. When I, when I first thought of getting a coach, I was like, I don't know, like that's super expensive. But then I thought about everything that I've been doing in the meantime. And I'm like, it's not working. Like something needs to change. And then I look at it and I was like, it's an investment. It is and an investment. If I think, oh, it totally is. And it, and it shows to where your priorities lie because if I think, so like I said, I'm in school full time and um, a lot of my, my peers and my friends who might've graduated they're you know, they're working full time. And it's great. Like I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, really excited for you that you have like consistency in your life. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep with this. But like I am, I am the person who will take out an additional student loan just so I can work with the coach because I know it's going to only continue to drive my business further. But it's the time thing too that you that you think of what you're saving because if you can think of someone making and trying everything and compiling the number of hours that they put into that and saving you thousands, like what is that worth, right? Because yes, it's great to to try things and experience and understand how the backends of your website works and and whatnot, but sometimes it's not important. And we're like, we need to hone in on what our like zone of genius is and what we're really, really good at and what we can offer yeah. so that we can, again, continue to feel fueled, but avoiding the burnout. Yeah. And I thought, I thought about that. And I was like, Oh, I could, I could do it on my own. I could find all the information on my own. And that's a lot of clients of mine have said that they're like, I could have, but I wanted to come to you. And I'm like, yeah, because you want to implement it because it's yeah. nice when you research, but you typically don't take action. But then I thought of the stats if I, I was like, if I don't make the investment, I know the stats that I think it's within the first five years, 80% uh, of small businesses fail. And then the following five years, only 20% of those will continue to succeed. And I'm like, that's, that's insane. I'm like, we're in this for the long game. I'm, I preach sustainability. I preach balance. I preach making sure that you have something that can fuel you for like a lifetime. Yeah. And, uh, 
it's yeah, it lies in priorities and you'll, and you'll see that in, in people in terms of where they make their investments. Are they investing in their health and their groceries and their gym memberships and personal training or nutrition coaching or like whatever it is, you'll see it and it'll, it'll show very easily because you'll, you'll find where they're, where they're spending their time and their attention. You'll see it in their, in their mentality. Are they positive? Are they, are they negative? Are they talking about work? Like all of those things, like you'll mm-hmm. see it. Because it's true. And I only started realizing that um, lately, but it's shifted my perspective on so many other things in life as well, which um, is amazing. But I, I see a, I see it. Yeah. You mentioned an investment, but by the end of it, you're leaving more enlightened and that's the sustainable sustainability aspect of it too. Like you're changing your lifestyle around the specific thing. You're when you're have a business coach, for example, they are and they are informing you, they are sharing their experiences and a lot of them, like it's not free. Like you can't get this stuff for free. Sure there's online stuff that you nope. can read about, but it's not necessarily personalized. But if you can find, and this is in all domains, if you can find people that you admire and there are facets of them that, you've, that you really want to implement in your own way, in your own life, that can be really powerful. Oh, As yeah. Lindsay mentioned throughout the episode, start small and build from there. And the other, yeah. And the other thing too that I just thought of when, when you talk about... <clears throat> like them, them investing and them taking action. The cool thing is you're not just, if you're, for example, if you're a coach, you're not just coaching that individual, you're coaching them to go and train their friends and family, you know, personal training, the likelihood of them wanting to bring a friend to the gym, when, the days that they're not training with you. And then when they go to go squat or go deadlift, they're like, Oh, my trainer showed me this. Make sure that you drop your hips. Make sure that your back is straight. Like those like little elements, like they're coaching their friends and family. So you're having again, that same ripple, ripple effect. effect. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and like when I coach them for nutrition, I apologize. I'm like, your family might not like me at first, but you're, you might be coaching the mom, but the mom's feeding the family. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, everyone's got to get on board, like board and eat the kale. So you're having again, that ripple effect. <laughs> That's where your impact continues to spread too. So I just wanted to add, add that point as well. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the last question is, well, what's your why? What do you strongly believe that you were meant to do during your time here? And Lindsay, before you answer this, I feel like <laughs> you've already answered it through, it was embedded uh, yeah. <laughs> in the way that you responded in your service for others, but I'd really love for you to distill it. Yeah. And I, I try every time that I talk with someone, I try to like weave it in and it, and it's again, just like bringing those, those almost like highlighting um, important sentences in the book. And you're like, Oh, that's a reoccurring theme. It's almost weaved throughout purposely. But my, like my, my why is I know that I'm here to be of service of some kind. And it only took me, uh, well, it took me until now to figure out what exactly that was, but it's really to en- empower and inspire women to take actions so that they can, and better, better their health and better themselves. You know, I, I want to, yes, teach them the importance about kale and spinach and blueberry and all of these fantastic superfoods. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I want them to have the most rocking self-confidence and body image and just like self-esteem that liter- that leaves them empowered to go and take action in their life, whether that be to apply for the new job, whether that to be to start a new relationship, whether that to be to go on the, the, the trip of their dreams or to travel or do like go on some adventure. 
I essentially want to remind them that the entire time they've been holding the key to their happiness and their health mm. and that it's just been in their deep pocket or their back pocket and yeah. they have the power to you know, use it wherever they please, but it's, mm -hmm. they just need a reminder that they can do it. Um, so my why is to be in service to females to show them their potential and to remind them that they are capable of anything they put their mind to. And I just use nutrition and fitness and essential oils that. and uh, osteopathy. Yeah. To yeah. facilitate the entire, uh, the entire thing. I, I love the way you did that. I don't know if you read the book, start with why by Simon. Yes, Sinek. I did. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. his whole philosophy, right? Like your why that's the North mm -hmm. star. That's your vision. And yeah. Lindsay happens to do that through nutrition, through health and wellness. So I love the way that you brought that to fruition, right? Thank you. Thank I, I love some of the words. Oh, oh, you're so welcome. I love that. <laughs> I love how articulate you are. And I love some of the words you're using, like North Star. I'm like, I'm going to have to, you know, like bottle that one up. That's so good. <laughs> Put it in my like, back pocket with my key. Mm. Um, but no, thank, thank you for having me. And um, it's, it's funny because I think a big thing that, people talk about it. They're like, Oh, I don't have energy. Right. Or mm -hmm. I'm so tired. And I, I thought about when I woke up this morning, I'm like, Oh, like a little groggy, a little tired. I was like, okay, here we go. Get some coffee. But you have, you have filled my cup with so much more energy. And again, that's what I think that's like the North star is, you know, finding your why, finding your purpose. And it doesn't matter how much sleep you got, whether you're tired or you're hungry or you're thirsty, like there's this other stream of energy and like waves that you get hit with and it's because you're like I am in alignment and I'm doing what I need to do and yeah. you, you just filled my entire cup to the absolute brim today so thank you you're so sweet and <laughs> with the alignment I, I you've said that word a few times mm -hmm. um, that's when like what you're saying is what you're doing with what you're feeling like if when things are aligned that's another source of energy right as you mentioned and yeah. the way I, started, um, I would do it anyways Exactly. And the way I've started seeing it, instead of like saying, you know, I have this energy or I can source this energy, we are all energy at the end of the day. You mentioned vibes and frequencies too. Um, so I think we need to definitely chat after. This is our first ever conversation. So this is funny. Yeah. As, well, as soon as I, as soon, well, when we were wrapping up, I'm like, well, the first email I'm going to send you is an invitation to be on my show too. So it needs to happen again. When I'm in Ottawa, we need yeah. to meet in person because Absolutely. you're incredible. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Uh, this was episode 21 of the Power of Why podcast. And my guest for today was Lindsay Mustard. So I'll have all of her information, how you can reach her in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you again for thank listening. You.